Just a quick reminder, if you've been trying links that I've mentioned on any of these recent episodes of the show and they don't work, technology changes and some of the things we offer change. So what we've decided to do is put everything that's current over at photobizhelp.com forward slash links. And anything that isn't current probably won't work. So if you're having trouble with a link that doesn't work, that's probably why. Head on over to photobizhelp.com forward slash links. Or if you're following along at photobizhelp on Instagram, it's the link in the bio. Figure out your motivation because what happens is if you don't really know why you're trying to do something, you don't really have a vision for what you're trying to accomplish and what this looks like, what's going to happen is you're going to start your business and maybe you're even successful by financial standards or client standards, but you might wake up one day and you're just miserable, even though you're doing what you thought your dream was of owning your own business, because it's not lined up with who you really are, what you really want. This is the Photo Business Help Podcast, a resource for photographers of all levels from brand new to burnt out who believe that business growth starts with personal growth. I'm your host, Natalie Jennings. I created Jennings Photo back in 2010 and have been happily full-time since, but not without some mistakes along the way. Those lessons, plus what's really helped me thrive financially and personally, are what I want to share with you so you can grow with your photo business too. You'll also hear stories from other photographers and industry folks, as well as my favorite ways to be more mindful and happier on this journey. This interview is right up my alley, and I hope that you take the time to listen to this one if you're feeling unhappy, a little lost, a little confused about what you want to do next in your life. I'm chatting with Steve Fredland, and we go deep on purpose and clarity and everything that you know I love, but also that I know works. So stay tuned for this two-part interview with Steve Fredland right after this. So if you're like most photographers, you probably didn't go into business for paperwork. Does the chaos of invoices, emails, to-dos make you a little crazy? Well, that is where 17 Hats comes in. Their all-in-one, mobile-friendly platform organizes your entire business. 17 Hats handles things like time-sucking tasks, payment reminders, capturing leads, and scheduling your meetings. With 17 Hats, important emails go out automatically. Quotes, contracts, and invoices, click, click, paid. So it's a small wonder that thousands of photographers swear by 17 Hats. You'll free up so much time from day-stealing to-dos. It's like you've cloned yourself. You'll be able to focus on what you do best, which is obviously photography. Meanwhile, 17 Hats does exactly what you need done to manage your business, just as if you were doing it. So why not clone yourself with 17 Hats? Visit 17hats.com to learn more with the discount code PHOTOBIZHELP. That's 17hats.com with the discount code PHOTOBIZHELP. Well, hi, Steve. Thanks for coming on the show. Hey, Natalie. Good to be here. And where are you at right now in the world? I am in East Central Minnesota. Oh, cool. We're both in Minnesota. I didn't realize. Yes. I'm in Minneapolis. Sweet. Well, I'm an hour north of there. So Cambridge North Branch area. Oh, cool. My folks have a place in Garrison. So I I drive north all the time. It's fun to discover this stuff sort of live because it's... I know, right? We should have already known this. I didn't know that. <laughs> That's fantastic. So you're also like me and many of our Minnesota listeners, like 
just outside all week this week, right? Oh my gosh. Yeah. We've been waiting nine months for this, right? So yeah, I've been, I've been out doing a lot of yard work, a lot of disc golf, just doing anything I can to be outside. Oh, cool. I just uh, decided this year that I'm going to start disc golfing a little bit again. I'm not, not really that into it, but it's a really nice way to have some fun. So yeah, I started a couple of years ago coming COVID like everybody else it seems to have started the sport. But yeah, it's a great way to get your steps in, but not be as boring as a walk. Yeah, no, it's just like something to do outside. And for those listening that aren't from Minnesota, we have a pretty harsh winter here. So this is being recorded in May and uh, and it's just been the most beautiful week for us. Like people are coming out of their houses and planting their gardens. And it's kind of a, it's a very exciting time for us here. <laughs> you know, eight months of winter. And then it was like, then all of a sudden it started to warm up a little bit. And then we had all these storms for a week and terrible. So now it is, it feels like we have finally reached summer. Yeah, no, it's really lovely. Well, so we connected and one of the things that really interested me was this idea of helping leaders to be happier, basically. Um, but I'd love for you to explain a little bit about that and kind of what you do, because I think it's important stuff. Yeah, well, it's, it's really based on my own journey, right? So I spent about 25 years in the corporate world. Now I'm out on my own. But man, I, there were seasons where my life was so good on paper, right? I'm good job, got promoted, great relationships with my wife and my kids. and But I was miserable inside. And I was trying to figure out what is going on here. And so that started me down this journey of trying to figure out what's going on in my own life, what's going on with other people. As I talk to people, they kind of could resonate with this. And then even when I've now been working more with small business owners, entrepreneurs, aspiring entrepreneurs, it's the same sort of thing. A lot of times we don't understand why we're unhappy. And so really we have been digging into what causes unhappiness, what causes happiness, and how can we take some steps to actually integrate greater happiness into our life? That's really cool. And I think there's a lot of listeners, at least those that have reached out to me individually that are in that weird space of maybe in a corporate job or, or some type of job. And, and they're really looking hard at photography specifically, because that's what this show's about. But, you know, for a happier, better job. But I sometimes wonder if that's, you know, that's not necessarily the only answer, I'm guessing. It's not. I mean, just because you change jobs, and I, that's why I encourage people. And that's why, you know, some companies are afraid to bring me in to talk about this because they're afraid I'm going to tell everybody, leave your jobs. That's not always the answer. I think part of the, the whole issue is we're not clear on what we really want and who we really are. And if we don't have that clarity, we're making decisions. We're just kind of throwing darts, you know, into space, hoping that they hit a dartboard. And I think that's where it starts. And I think a lot of people just say, well, if I only had a different manager, if I only worked for a different company, if I only worked for myself, if I only, 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 sometimes that works, but sometimes we're just guessing and we end up in a situation that might even be worse uh, than we were in. I'm so happy. And we did not talk about this stuff ahead of time. So it's really exciting for me that you brought up clarity because those who know me really well know that that's like basically my touchstone for everything I coach on and, and my own personal life. And I think that that piece is so maybe it's almost like you hear it everywhere, but yet no one really applies it or knows what to do with it. Like, okay, clarity, I need it. Like, great. Like, okay, now what? Yeah, we're, we're very aligned because that is the foundation of everything I do. And I even when I first started, I was marketing myself as a clarity coach and nobody really knew what that was. Nobody knows that they need it. But at the end of the day, you know, I mean, because it's hard, right? I, I coach about clarity and people don't even know that they don't need clarity. They don't really get it. And as you dig into every situation, though, a lot of times it comes down to clarity. 
And I'm, I'm a big believer. I think it was Einstein is credited with saying, if I had an hour to solve a problem, I would spend 55 minutes on figuring out the problem, clarifying the problem and five minutes on the solution. But we just jump to solutions all the time. And, and I just, I just believe that clarity is the answer to so many problems. I know even in some of my business coaching, I've had people set up like six month contracts to do business coaching. And some of those things, we have one, two hour session where it's basically just me asking questions, helping them get clear on who they are, what they really want, why they why they have a business. And at the end of that time, we're both like, we don't need to meet again because now the decisions all fall out of that clarity. And those questions, I mean, you're totally right that we don't ask ourselves those questions. We, we think we are because we're going like external for all these answers. Like, I need more money. I want to lose weight. I want, right. you know, like whatever we're doing. But it's so often we don't ever ask ourselves why we want those things. So if you ask someone who wanted more money, like what specifically they're going to do with it. Like if I gave you $5 million right now, what would you do with it? People would be like, uh, I'd buy stuff, you know, or whatever, right. or I'd get a new house. And it's like, that's not going to help you like, you know, invest that money well or grow that money, whatever. But I, I think you get what I'm saying here. And I, it's interesting to start exploring the taking sort of the, the really vague goals. Like I want to, you know, have a better life, which is, I'm saying that, if, you know, sarcastically, but like yeah, every, every business owner, you know, what do you want? Well, I want more time and more money, you know, whatever I want to or make more money and spend less time working. Well, let's, let's unpack that a little bit. What do you even want from your business? And I'm sure even like photography business, like what are you really trying to do? That's huge. Are you, do you want a business so that you can really just, you know, do the pictures and do sort of the settings that you want? Are you trying to actually earn an income? Are you trying to create an asset that you can pass on to your children? Are you trying to have impact in the community? Like, what are you really, really trying to do before you start figuring out what's my business plan and my pricing? A thousand percent, because it's going to make a massive difference. Yeah. Your whole business model is going to be based around that sort of thing. And I'm a good example of that. When I started Jennings Photo 12 years ago, I was married at the time and my ex was a, a musician and we traveled a lot, like all over. He's European. So we were all over the world traveling. And that was a huge indicator of like me not wanting to do in-person sales and not wanting to have a studio and not, you know, there's a lot of stuff I didn't do that could have been maybe quote unquote more lucrative, but it didn't fit at all with like these other much more important things in my life. So I moved to a much more digital facing kind of thing where everything that I wanted to do, I could do from almost anywhere in the world aside from the actual shoot itself. So that's a small example, but it was huge. It was a huge realization for me that like, oh, like I don't have to do this thing in my business, you know? Right. And, and for the people that are thinking about, man, I want to quit my job and start my own business. That's part of, like you said, the why, you know, Simon Sinek start with why or the, the seven whys. I mean, all of these things about figure out your motivation, because what happens is if you don't really know why you're trying to do something, you don't really have a vision for what you're trying to accomplish and what this looks like, what's going to happen is you're going to start your business and maybe you're even successful by financial standards or client standards, but you might wake up one day and you're just miserable, even though you're doing what you thought your dream was of owning your own business, because it's not lined up with who you really are, what you really want. And I think that's where that clarity becomes so difficult because yeah. we, we all have these, you know, years and decades of things put on us as far as expectations or what we, what we should want, right? What society expects of us, what, you know, what a good successful small business owner is. And so we, we just sort of accept that. And it's hard to strip all that away. So we, we kind of put that into our business, into the fabric of our business, what other people expect of it. And then we're not even, we're, we're miserable. And so, man, that clarity on the front end of who you are, what you really want, why you're doing the things you're doing. 
I mean, I, it sounds like you're 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 so there, and you've been telling your audience that probably every week. But I yeah. I would reiterate uh, whatever Natalie's been telling you about clarity. Uh, she's right. You need it. Oh well, thanks for that. And I'm nodding, by the way. Like we don't publish video. Maybe we'll start doing that soon. But I'm well, like vigor- vigorously nodding like, <laughs> the whole time. I'm and thank you for saying that because it's just and sometimes you know and this is kind of a like sideways sort of like plug at my own coaching. But you really sometimes do need someone to help you figure that stuff out. Like it is. Yeah harder than it sounds to sit down and go, Hmm, what do I want? You know? And so I think that's, that's where a lot of the success comes from with what I do. I'm curious, you, this is something I'm always curious about asking folks in this space, but when you start thinking about your why and you start thinking about why you're doing something, what do you generally say to folks that are like, I want to make more money? Mm-hmm. Like, because I don't personally think that that's a bad why necessarily, but do you, I'm, I'm guessing you get that one a lot. Oh, 100%. Yeah. I mean, and absolutely. Making money is not a bad thing. And I guess it's a matter of figuring out where does that fall in your priority list of, of things that you're trying to do? And why are you trying to make more money? What is the point of that? And how does that correlate with the time that you want to spend? Because there's a lot of ways to make money, right? You can you can work one job, two jobs, three jobs. You can start a business. You can start a business where you're trading hours for dollars, you know, basically creating your own job. You could create a business where you're trying to build a passive income stream. Like there's so many ways that you can try to make money, but you have to be clear on what you're trying to do and how you want to do it. But, but yeah, I mean, why do you want to make money? And it's such a critical, it's such a critical question, you know, because that's going to lead into, well, how much money do you want to make? How do you want to make that money? And what does that business look like? And, you know, the only person that can answer that is you. Like, and that's where we fall into this trap of saying, well, I know this person does this, this person does this, so I'm going to do this. Man, that's it's a it's a risky way to do it because it might not line up with who you are. But but yeah, why do you want to make money? Why do you want to have more free time? You know, I mean, a lot of these things, uh, as you start asking those questions, people go like, I don't know. It's okay, so well, true. Let's figure this out. And if you can't figure it out yourself, bring in, you know, Natalie, bring in somebody that you trust to start asking these questions of you and just allow yourself to be grilled on these questions. And it's it's hard and it's chaotic and it's painful and it's uncomfortable. And it's, you know, it, it can be difficult, right? To kind of really be introspective. But the end result of that is you're like, you're going to come up with a uh, an answer where you say, that is who I am. That is what I want. That is congruent with, with all of those things and, and how I want to pursue life and my posture toward life and how I want to relate to other people and what imprint I want to leave in society and in my community, if any, and it's okay if it's none, you know, I mean, when you start seeing your life start to congeal like that, you say, here is the big picture of my whole life. And here's how the business fits into that. Now it's beyond just making money. It's beyond doing things in the way that you're going to wake up every day going, man, I'm excited about this job. Yeah, because the the money itself is really just a, a a tool to get you to all these other places. And those are the places that really ultimately become, I think, like the motivator. You know, the money is sort of like a byproduct. And it may be the your your reason, but I don't think it keeps people excited in the same way that what they're gonna do with the money does. Yeah. Some people, some people it is. It, it kind of one of the questions that you kind of get to is what is your scoreboard? You know, if you're if you're playing a game. How do you keep score? And some people, money is how they keep score. Like that's what they want. I don't, I don't really get it. It's not me, but like that's how they keep score. They keep score by number of cars you have, number of houses you have. And some people we can look at that and say, well, that's the wrong way to live. Well, if that makes them happy, cool. But I would say that is really the crux of it is change your scoreboard to happiness. You know, if money is what makes you happy, then money is sort of one of those metrics. If free time makes you happy, then that becomes one of those metrics. If great relationships 
make you happy, then that becomes one of the metrics. If alone time makes you happy, then that becomes one of those metrics. But what is it that makes you happy? And then what are the metrics from that that actually become your scoreboard? What do you say to people that are like, I don't really know what makes me happy? Yeah, let's figure it out. Yeah, how do you like what's maybe someone's listening that's like, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, COVID was rough and I'm just here. And, right. you know, people are kind of in a weird space right now. Is there something that people can do to sort of yeah. kind of get motivated again and discover that? Yeah, a couple of things. One is think of the last time that you went to bed at night, put your head on the pillow and thought, man, if I could relive that day or even part of that day, what what were those moments? What were those moments that that made you think, man, that was a good day or that was a good hour you know, start to reflect on that because we probably have them. And the other way is I'm not a big journaling guy, but there's a, there's some real great places for it. And to just have a little notebook or your phone, you know, whatever open. And anytime you feel a little piece of happiness, you know, it, it could be just hearing humor or it could be something more deep than that. Put it down in your notes. Just start making little notes of these times that where you felt a little bit of a buzz of happiness. And then over time, what you're going to see is those themes start to emerge. At first, they might not make sense. Boy, one was over here, one was over here, one was over here. I don't see, you know, how they're connected. But eventually, you're going to start to start to look and say, "Here's the connection point." Okay, it's when I'm alone solving a problem, or it's with I'm with other people talking about world events. I mean, who knows what it is? But if you can't figure it out yourself, just make those notes and then give it to somebody else. Say, "Just what are the what themes do you see in this?" Yeah, and let somebody else assess it. That's really cool. And I I just, you know, kind of over COVID discovered for myself, there's a lot of stuff I should back up. There's a lot of stuff in this sort of personal growth space that is a little like mouth barfy. You're like, oh God, that again, you know, like you just hear the same stuff all the time. And one of the things for me was like this, you know, like, like the five minute journal reflecting at the end of the day kind of thing. And, and I do like to journal, but I can't say enough about reflecting, even if you just do a quick mental note because you're busy and it's like you only have a minute reflecting on your day, whether it's like, did I show up the way I wanted to? Like you said, where did I actually have a little bit of fun or joy or pleasure or whatever? And and act or even saying, you know, like, how could I have handled that situation differently? You know, that kind of stuff is so helpful. And and I'm glad you brought that up. <laughs> I totally agree because we just kind of fly through life a lot of times. We don't take that time to just pause, especially on the good things. You know, there, there's a lot of this scientific research that shows that, you know, the, the bad stuff in our life is like Teflon and the good stuff is like, or the other way around, right? The bad stuff is like Velcro and the good stuff is like Teflon. It just, it just psychologically bad stuff sticks with us. And so I would say, you know, if you have something good that happens to you, you know, you get the contract, you have a accolade from your boss, you know, you have a good good moment with your child, whatever it might be, just take a few seconds and just reflect on that, pause, let that soak in because a lot of times that slips right off and we kind of forget about it. And we end of the day thinking about all the bad things that happened in our life when maybe it was more good things than bad, but we didn't really take the time to pause on those. And and I'll just say like, there might be people listening to this, like all of this might be mouth barfy <laughs> in your words to them. Um, <laughs> and, and I think what what works in, in sort of the, the clients that I have is that I'm not the I'm not the poster child for like happiness, right? Like I'm not the Enneagram seven out there juggling with the big hat on. And, you know, like, like there's a lot of people that are, that, that are happy that way. And that's great for them. I'm just not that way. I'm an introvert. I'm an actuary. I'm an analytical person. This is the thing. And so all of this stuff is stuff that I've learned over time. 
And so I think that works because a lot of people are like, they don't want to be that person. They're not looking, happiness to them is not dancing on a stage and juggling. It's just this inner contentment piece about who we are and the life that we're living. And I think that's how I tend to approach these things. No, I'm glad that you made that distinction because that's true. We all have a different sort of version of it. And and that's important to recognize because we all have different personality traits and character traits and all that. I think I'm processing all of this. And it's it's yeah. one of those things where it's it's so great that you brought up just this idea of there's we're kind of conditioned in our society to really hone in on crappy stuff. So if we have a million compliments on an Instagram post and one person that's a troll, for whatever reason, I mean, maybe because the news focuses on crappy stuff, maybe because crappy stuff gets more attention. But for whatever reason, we will talk all day about how this one person cut us off in traffic and it was so dumb and I almost got in a car accident. But like, meanwhile, we've had a text from our aunt that's like, you know, I read your article. That was really lovely. Or a text from some friend that's like, thank you so much for coming over last night. It was so fun. Or whatever, like an inquiry from a client that's like someone highly recommended you. There's all this stuff that these little things that happen throughout our day that are actually like much bigger and more impactful than like the person that cut us off. But we're just wired to just focus on that stuff. And I, I think it's so important that, I mean, if that, if that's one takeaway people could reflect on, I think that's a really big one. Yeah. It, it's so true. I mean, I'm the same way, right? Like you get all kinds of accolades or whatever. Then one, one person says the wrong thing. And, you know, part of that is, well, in my experience, you know, as a child and growing up as a people pleaser and all these things, I think, so we all carry that baggage because some people just say, well, just forget about them. I'm like, well, that'd be nice, but I can't. But how do we then overcome it if we can't just forget it about it? I think it's exactly what you're saying. We start to focus on on what the good things are in our life. And that's it's, it's sort of an element of gratitude. I mean, gratitude is such a powerful piece uh, when you can look at your life and say, what am I grateful for? Yeah, there's things that I'm not happy about, but what am I grateful for with my life and my business? And those are magnifying things. So you know, if happiness is the intersection of what we want and what we have, gratitude is what magnifies that, you know, when we, when we focus on that. It's, it's huge. And it's another one of those things, little mouth barfy again, where people are like, ah, gratitude. I know enough with that word, but it is, it's an interesting thing. Cause I do like Oracle and tarot, like business readings with, with tarot as a tool to connect with your wisdom. And I pull little Oracle cards and the one I pulled this morning was gratitude. And um, it's interesting to be reminded of that because for me personally, I, and I use the cards to kind of just set a tone for the day. So now I'm like honing in on the fact that you said that because it's, it sounds cheesy and it's ubiquitous. It's, we hear it all the time, but if you can just, I think the first time you're in a situation, let's say you miss a flight, the airport shuts down, you have to sleep in the chair in the corner you know, and so there's like, you can't find water, you're starving, you're super uncomfortable. And you're just annoyed because you know, you're in I mean, it's a small thing. And your life isn't over, but you start to have major appreciation for a warm shower, like a comfortable bed, water, you know, all these things. And I think it's I think some people struggle, at least folks I've worked with, they struggle to access gratitude, because Maybe they're living a life that is really abundant all the time or or very comfortable most of the time. So you're kind of almost like, I don't know, what would you call that? Just kind of like not immune to it, like to your abundance, but it's hard to have the contrast maybe. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed this interview with Steve. You can find 
the website and all the links in the show notes to connect with him and his work. Stay tuned for part two of this interview coming out Thursday if you're listening on Tuesday. And if you are feeling called to explore getting some help, finding some direction in your business and your life, I would love to invite you to apply to the Photo Business Help Greenhouse, which is a eight-week program with me. And uh, there's more information on the website. So you can head to photobizhelp.com forward slash apply. And if I feel like you're a good fit, I will send you a note and we can connect and you can learn more about it. If not, I'm not going to waste your time or mine. And I'll hopefully be able to refer you to someone that's a better fit for what you're looking for. But if you are a lifestyle photographer trying to grow your business, feeling a little stuck and overwhelmed, I have just the thing for you. So head to photobizhelp.com forward slash apply. One more quick reminder, if you're feeling overwhelmed right now, disorganized, check out 17 Hats. You'll be able to focus on what you do best, photography. Meanwhile, 17 Hats does exactly what you need done to manage your business, just as if you were doing it yourself. Go to photobizhelp.com forward slash 17 Hats to get 50% off your first year. I hope you have a beautiful day. Remember, in everything you want to achieve, consistency is key.